Okay, so we've finally gotten around to the first episode of the Uplifting Only podcast. So if you're listening to this, I'm super excited uh, to be able to share these wonderful stories with you. And um, I don't think there's too much housekeeping today. I think I'm just going to dive right into it. And if you do have any suggestions for me, feel free to let me know on Twitter or Instagram or your your social medium of choice. So I think we're just going to dive right into the, the three stories I have today. So the first one really, uh, really touched me a little bit because I think this is a, a really important um, pathway for LGBTQ folks. Um, so there was a Christian group in Italy who essentially their main focus is allowing LGBTQ members into their community, into the church. And um, this group appro- approached the uh, the Pope and they said, you know, what do you have to say about this? Like, what do you have to say to LGBTQ folks who identify as Christian um, but don't feel accepted from their church? And the Pope finally said that God loves your children as they are because they are children of God. And I think, you know, I'm not a religious person and, and I think that um, part of the reason why uh, the LGBTQ community has been oppressed for so long is mainly because of religious dogmatism and you know, I mean, you just look at the, the suicide rates and depression rates. I mean, th- for anybody who is LGBTQ, um, you know, they have a three times higher uh, rate of, of considering suicide, the um, five times higher rate at attempting suicide, and 40% of all trans adults have said that they tried to commit suicide at some point in their life, and 90% of it was before they were 25. So um, it's a really big problem. Uh, it's a very big problem, and like I said before, I think... One of the main things that um, that kind of keeps this oppression going in, uh, towards this community is religious dogmatism. It's the idea that homosexuality or anything like that is going against God's word, right? So, you know, that always bothered me, and, and it's a main reason why, you know, if you're homosexual or something like that, you know, there's lots of, of families who, because of their religious views, even kick their kids out of the house because of it. And that's why you see a lot of, of um, homosexuals and trans people, you know, they all um, are a lot, sorry, a lot of them are homeless because their families aren't accepting of them. And it just creates absolute havoc in their lives. So the reason I think this was a great thing to see for me um, was just, I think the, the, the solution to this problem has to start from the top down. It has to come from authorities within the religious communities to say that, you know, we have to accept everybody, you know, no matter, you know, what their sexual orientation is or what they identify with. Um, I think this is a, a super, super important, um, you know, first move in, in this battle. And, um, you know, it is, you know, quite hypocritical. I, I do, I, I'm not entirely sure how the Pope or the church is going to square this, um, just because it does go against the traditional teachings. But I think, Nonetheless, you know, as a non-religious person, I think that this is one of the most important things that can happen for the trans community and for the, you know, the whole, you know, LGBTQ community um, is having religious authorities say we have to accept everybody. And then from there, religious people who do subscribe to these pernicious views can now, you know, be more accepting. And I think it'll it'll go a long way. So I'm very excited to see what happens. this group I'm talking about, um, the the VP Mara Grassi, I believe, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, you know, just said that, you know, we wish to create a bridge to the church so that the church too can change the way of looking at our children, no longer excluding them, but fully welcoming them. And there's lots of people in this group who have had, you know, sons or daughters who have come out as homosexual and 
um, they just haven't felt accepted by the church, and some of them have just left because they they've just felt so uh, exonerated um, uh, from them. So, so yeah, uh, I think I think this is a great step in the right direction for the LGBTQ community, um, and that's the the first story of the week, and and I think it's it's a great note to start off on. Um, the second one is more uh, for the U.S. Um, so this year. Um, it's been a record high for the number of black or multiracial black women um, to run for Congress. So there's been 122 um, black women who have filed to run for Congress. Um, and in 2012, this number was just 48. Um, and just looking at the population difference, I mean, in America, there's 8% of the population is black women. So it's still a fairly small population, but they're only represented about 4% in Congress. And you know, I'm not necessarily for, you know, just putting specific races or, or whatnot or genders into government just because of that. But um, I definitely do think that there needs to be a greater voice um, from, you know, different nationalities other than just old white men sitting in uh, in, in Congress, um, as we see how, how that's turned out. So I think that this is a great stride in the right direction. I think we need to have more voices from both women um, as well as um, uh, other ethnicities. In this case, we're talking about um, African Americans. I think it's it's a great thing. I'm extremely happy to see it. I mean, just to, to see that these um, these women now feel like they can they can run, that they can make a change, and I think they in, in a lot of ways actually have an advantage um, to to older white men in the sense because you know. Um, and in a good way, I mean, I think that, you know, because they've been able to experience what it's like to be uh, a woman or black in America, I think they can relate to more people, you know, and I think it's a good thing. I think that um, I hope I really do hope that a lot of these women get elected if they're if they truly are, you know, uh, competent and 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 um, and good at what they do. So I, I'm very happy to see this. I think it's a great thing. Um, I'm excited to see you know, more colors in, in, uh, in Congress and in government in general. I think it's super important. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I'm, I was very happy to see that as well. So, and yeah, keep in mind that this week there, there actually were quite a few stories and, and news pieces that I read that, uh, were, were quite invigorating. So, you know, these two are off to a great start and we'll go over to the last one. Um, currently right now I'm only doing three stories per week. So if you think that there needs to be more, um, you know, just let me know. But, but yeah, nonetheless, we're going to go into the last but not least. Um, so in California, again, sorry, in the United States, this is just, you know, I picked the best ones and wherever they fall in the world, they fall in the world. But um, for, uh, for, for California, they had a program where, and as we know right now, with all the California wildfires that are just ravaging the, the, um, the state, um, they have a current program for convicts or, or inmates, sorry, um, which allows them to essentially work on the front lines and be a firefighter while they're still an inmate. Um, now, one of the problems with this was um, even after they, you know, did that during their time served in, in prison, when they got out of prison, they couldn't become firefighters. They, they couldn't do it. And that's simply because there was a certain, um, I think I believe it's called an EMT certificate that they're actually not allowed to get because they are um, because they have been convicted of a crime. So um, that was a big a big thing. And now what they've done, they've overturned that. So what they're saying now is, for any inmate who was able to get into that firefighting program and was on the front lines fighting fires, 
Um, and now when they get out of prison, they can actually get this, this certificate and they can actually become real firefighters for, for just generic, for just, uh, generic things like not, not necessarily wildfires, but just a normal firefighter. So, um, now this does exclude, which I'm very happy to see, um, any violent felonies. So if it's murder, kidnapping, sex assault, um, you know, any of those types of crimes, they will not be eligible, um, which I don't have a problem with at all. I think it's, a, I actually probably agree with it. Um, but I think overall, this is a really good thing because one of the things that I've, I personally am critical of, of the prison, prison system, uh, especially in the States is, you know, there are certain crimes that I, you know, if you want to talk about rehabilitation, I'm not necessarily sure that there is a path to that. But there are, you know, if it's a nonviolent offender or whatnot, I think one of the things the prison system does horribly is it doesn't allow these people to actually reinvent themselves to get out a better person and then to lead normal lives. Because right now, when you get out, you have a criminal record, it's extremely hard to find a job, it's extremely hard to find housing. Um, so yeah, especially if they're not, you know, violent offenders, if, especially if it's drug charges, I mean, my God, um, you know, I think that this is an excellent step in the right direction for prison reform, just in the sense that we need to, we need to come up with a better way of rehabilitating rather than just punishing because the punishment doesn't end when you come out of prison, you, you're still punished in the sense, like I said before, of getting a job, getting housing, um, things like that, you, you're just completely, you're looked at completely different. And, you know, again, in the case of things like murder and kidnapping, things like that, I mean, that's, you know, I totally agree. I mean, everybody should be aware if somebody comes out of prison with these, with these charges that they, um, you know, people should be aware of that. But especially for, for just drug charges and, and nonviolent offenders, I mean, um, especially with California's three strike law, I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And I think this is a great step um, in a, in a, in a direction that I think is beneficial for the prison system, um, which is just, you know, more of a path to rehabilitate people and not necessarily just punish them for the rest of their lives because of one mistake they made when they were uh, like 20 years old, you know, right? So I think this is a good thing, but, um, but yeah, these, those are the three stories of this week. Um, and so just to recap, we have the Pope, the, the, of the Catholic church, saying that we need to accept everybody, and more specifically, he said this directly to the LGBTQ community, that we need to accept them, that they're children of God, and I think that's a great step in the right direction. Um, there is a historic amount of black women um, going for office in Congress in the United States, and I, I'm so happy to see that. I think that's necessary, especially in today's climate. And lastly, um, the what I just talked about, which was the uh, this new reform for California uh, prisons, where if inmates become uh, firefighters in, as an inmate, when they get out, they are allowed to uh, pursue a career in firefighting so they can lead uh, normal lives again. So that's it for this week. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy these stories. Um, I will be putting references to the to these stories in the description. So check that out if you want. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, if, if you if you still use Facebook. And um, let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any suggestions. Let me know if you like this podcast. And uh, follow my social media also for, for just more stories throughout the week. I plan to uh, post some new stories, not even relating to what I'm talking about in the podcast, but just in general. So you can get more of an uplifting dose of, of news stories because right now it's uh, it's mayhem if you go and look for news. So, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Um, subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it, and uh, I'll see you guys here next week, next Monday as always.